I'm accompanied with Mr. Kevin Bupp. We're here at the North Star Real Estate Conference in Shoreview, Minnesota, outside of Minneapolis today. And Kevin and I just got back from lunch and we're doing what may be the first episode of Real Estate Investors in Cars. Uh, we just got back to the conference here and I asked Kevin if he could answer a few questions for you guys. Um, a lot of my uh, network is first time investors in real estate. And there's a lot of questions uh, that they have. So um, Kevin here is uh, has one of the top and one of the first real, real estate podcasts called Real Estate Investing for Cash Flow. And he also has one called uh, Mobile, the Mobile Home Park Investing Mobile Podcast. Mobile Home Park yeah. Investing Podcast. <laughs> um, Kevin's got, has done over $100 million in transactions. Um, he currently owns 17 parks with over 1,900 lots. So Kevin's got a lot of experience, uh, over 13 years no, of experience. About 20. About 20, 20 years yeah, yeah, yeah. In, of yeah. experience in real estate. <laughs> So I really wanted to pick his brain and, and see if we could get uh, a little bit of info for you guys. Um, Kevin, thanks so much for taking a moment with me here at the conference. Um, we were talking a little bit uh, at lunch today and uh, on the drive back to the, to the, to the conference here about um, first time investors when they're looking at investing with a sponsor somebody that's doing a group investment on a, on a real estate project whether it's multifamily um, or mobile homes or some other large uh, group investment like that um, a lot of first-time investors are worried about uh, economic conditions changing uh, as a as a sponsor what what sort of stress tests do you yeah. do on a, on a project before you uh, put somebody's money at risk yeah that's a great question I think I'm gonna back up one step because I think that there's a another factor as well other than the stress test and uh, that would be you know the, the, the track record of the sponsor I mean I I think first and foremost most important is to do due diligence forget about the economic conditions forget about the deal but you want to do your due diligence on the actual sponsor and their team you know what's their track record look like have they you know, are they what I like to classify as new investors that have started after the, you know, the, the recession, Great Recession of 2008, which is nothing wrong with that. Or are they investors that have, you know, been through the downturn? If so, how did they, how did they fare? You know, were they able to uh, keep their shop open, keep their lights on? Um, you know, how they handled the different challenges that came their way? And so, just first and foremost, due diligence takes place not on the economy, not on the deal, but takes place on the sponsors. So that's important. And who's on their team. Yeah, and who's right. on their team. Absolutely. Uh, who, who's going to be in charge of that investment that you're placing your hard-earned capital into? Like, you know, if, if there's multiple people in the general partnership side, who are they? And what's their background look like? You know, I, we, I mean, we go as far, I've got my own investments, passive investments with other sponsors. I do background checks. I want to make sure that if I don't know them personally, I want to make sure that they're not like convicted felons or, or they didn't get charged with like securities fraud like 10 years ago or something like that. You just, you don't know, you know? And uh, so there's ways to do background checks and you know, we, I do that. I don't, a lot of people probably don't, but we do that. And, so um, important. That's yeah, very absolutely. Important. Cause times are good now. Everyone's making money and I'm not gonna say it's easy to make money, but it, it's surely easier to make money in times like today than it was in times like 2007 when things start going the opposite direction and become a lot more challenging. So you just want to know what the true character is of the folks that you're about to put your hard-earned money with. And so speaking to the, um, you know, the deals themselves and, and uh, how to 
uh, I guess, uh, take into account for the economic conditions and changes thereof, the economic conditions is, you know, for us, like we're cash flow real estate investors. So first and foremost, we're looking at deals that we feel comfortable that will maintain a cash flow positive status, both in good times and in bad. And how we get comfortable with that notion is by putting each one of our deals uh, when we're in the evaluation stage through a very stress test. And so every deal is a little different. So I'm going to try to speak in generalities here, but, um, you know, so speaking to, uh, um, you know, a deal that let's say, you know, our intent is to get in and, and refinance in a three to five year span and do a cash out refinance so that we can get investors X amount of their original capital back. Uh, let's say that my original projections were based on giving our investors a certain IRR return and that all is hinged on that three to five year refi and us hitting certain metrics and numbers. And you know, what happens, we run our scenario of like, what if, what if the intent was to do a cash out refinance uh, and to get a 70% loan to value in place and that was gonna give us X amount of dollars back to our investors. Well, what happens if we can only get 65% cash out refinance? What happens if during that refinance, uh, the banks aren't doing cash out refinances and it's just a rate and term. And I could tell you that happened in, in, in 2008, So as an investor in that situation, you have to be prepared to maybe have your investment stay, held for a couple more there. years. Absolutely. Just, yeah. I can tell you in 2008, 2009, 2010, it was very, very difficult to do cash out refinances. If anything, the banks would maybe let you do a rate and term. Um, but asking, going in, asking to get, you know, hundreds or millions of, uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars out of an investment um, wasn't very easy like it is today. And so things change, times change. Another stress test is rents. You know, I see uh, quite often pro formas and projections that show, you know, two to three to four to 5% uh, annualized rent increases for like a 10 year span. And that's great. And yes, we've had a long run of rents increasing and, um, and that's wonderful to think that times will continue on, but I can promise you that back, personally speaking, back in 2008, 2009, 2010, Rents actually went down in Florida where I owned a lot of property. So there was periods And you of time, see a lot more rent concessions. A lot of rent concessions. Right. Rent, you know, it depends on the supply that you have in the market. That's what really drew, drove it in Florida. You know, there was, you know, oversupply of certain product types and uh, it drove rents down. So we had to make a lot of concessions and, and basically give things away in order to get them occupied. And so, again, we'll run a stress test and we'll say, okay, well, what happens at year four and five? We're going to see, you know, no rent increases whatsoever. We might money and play with it and say that, let's say that we'll do a concession for that year. You know, normally we don't do that, but um, you know, we'll show like maybe two years of flat rent increases and, and how does it perform? So again, just different variables there. Uh, occupancy is another one. Um, certain markets might not be oversupplied today, but how many new products are coming out of the ground? Is there a point in time to where there's an oversupply of, of, of the rental product that you're investing into where again, Oxby goes from 97% to 94%. What happens to that deal? How does it perform overall? And so, um, you know, we do those different things, but really going back to it all, no matter what happens in that deal, a lot of it comes down to the character of the sponsors that you're getting in bed with. It's a, it's a marriage. I mean, it's, it's very much a marriage that you're getting involved in. And so how are they going to deal when times get tough? How are they going to deal with it? How are they going to manage your money when times get tough? Are they still going to put you first? when times get tough, when they've got to trade in their Lamborghini or what have you, right? I mean, are they going to still give you your check each every month? Are they going to, you know, take that instead and pay their Lamborghini and pay their, you know, their mansion, you know, mortgage payment, you know? Make I sure joke you when know I say you. that, but, you know, character's a big thing. So the sponsors. Make sure you know your sponsor. First and foremost. So Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin. And uh, 
we're going to head back in. I think we're a little bit behind schedule here, but thanks to everybody. If you have any questions, um, you know, shoot me a note here or, and I can uh, follow up with Kevin. Also, make sure to check out his podcast, uh, Real Estate Investing for Cashflow and Mobile Home Park. The Mobile Home Park Investing Podcast. The Mobile Home Park <laughs> Investing Podcast. And I'll put some links on this post for everybody. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Hi there, this is Dustin, producer for the JW Equity Partner Show. Would you want to live forever? Would you like to have unfallible happiness? Well, good luck with that. But if you're trying to raise money for an investment property or you're just trying to buy or sell commercial real estate, that's more our specialty. So to get started, you can reach out to Jason on his Facebook or LinkedIn pages or check us out at jwequitypartners.com. Thanks again.